0: Fred Oakman. It is always with me today's Mister Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. This is episode three hundred and two. This is a show where we share our films about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash PS is awesome. Also, subscribe to the podcast on your preferred streaming platform. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchor Less underscore 81. And Mr. Jake Peters at Jake Saw 01. As always, you can write the show. At PS this is awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Leave comments, positive comments. Just a little blurb. Hey, listen to your show. We like it. And you can rate our podcast as you see fit, preferably all the stars. As a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. You can watch the show if you prefer on that YouTube channel I talked about just a minute ago. For new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support our show for $1. The $1 level is called the One and Only $1 Club. That's right. Head over to www.patreon.com. This is awesome. To become a $1 patron, get a free die-cut vinyl sticker. In the mail, like this one right here. And a shout out on the show. I will say this before I ask you how you're doing, Jake. I was trying to get to our Patreon site and I was typing fast and I missed like I did like P A maybe P T A Rion.com porn site. So be careful when you're typing patreon dot com because you might get some fucking shit that you don't want. So it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P S. This is awesome. Take your time typing that in, and with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Hmm. All right, give me one. Give me one second, bud. Give me one second. Hold on, I just had to switch one thing. Say something real quick. Check. Yep, you're there. Sorry, it wasn't there before. It's recording now. How are you doing today, Jake? <laughs> Swell. <laughs> um, I was just
1: I was just saying that I'm doing swell, but I was just uh, annoyed by the fact that it's ten after six and it's already pitch black outside mm. because of fucking daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of like everybody complains about it now, which is which is whatever. But they really should just probably not do it anymore, or just like keep daylight savings time forever, or or pick something. Um, but I. Uh, other than that, I'm doing okay. It's been a good... It was a half-decent weekend. Yeah. You get, went to your guys' uh, release show on Saturday. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I had a weird interaction with the promoter of the event. You okay? Um, yeah, it was just kind of strange. Uh, and, like, I don't want to... Like... It could have been all this like big misunderstanding or whatever. I don't want to like toss anyone under the bus or anything, so I don't say any names. But yeah, uh, I, I was talking this. to Donny downstairs mm. before you guys were sound checking and stuff. Him and I were shooting the shit, and uh, he just like came up and started talking to us. And I was like, oh, and and you know, Donny made a comment about how he he I don't know if he's played at Voodoo before or if he'd said that that he's played nearby, but he's never played at Voodoo or something. And and I was like, oh, you're in a, you're in a band. And he was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, what's your name? You know, maybe I can set you, I'm always looking for people to play here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, you know, Donnie's like, oh, you know, it tells him the name or whatever. And then I don't know how it came out, but somehow it came out that like, you know, I was in a band too. And he's like, "Oh, what's what's your band?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I play with Fred, in um, his like acoustic side project. We're called Fred Opening the Flood, dude. This guy, I'm not fucking with you. For like literally three minutes, I'm I'm describing the band. He had no idea who you were. That's so like, funny, dude. I'm like, what? Because like <laughs> it's like it, it's literally." your band's release show right that promoted yeah and i'm like because like because he because he had donnie like look up on facebook sunday at the station and like the page so that he could find them wow. again in the future when he wanted to book shows and he's like well what band are you in and i was like oh, it's like, oh i'm just you know like i figured it's like he fucking knows how to get a hold of you right <laughs> and like and like uh He's like, yes. he's like oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just like look it up in the phone and fucking like it. And I'm like, okay, is this really is just bizarre. a weird, it was just a weird interaction.
0: Was it someone but, pretending to be the promoter that maybe just worked at Voodoo? I don't know,
1: man. I, I don't know. I, 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 it, it, he, he was a guy who was like, he's like, Hey, I put this show on. And I was like, and he was sitting like by the stage
0: while you guys were playing. Was this to do with the dreads? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, 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 that's not the promoter. So I don't know who that guy is. That guy works at Voodoo. Okay. So this this is more to the story. So that that guy works at Voodoo, and I I don't know who that guy is. And he was talking to Matt, the guy who booked the show, before the show, and Matt was, like, putting in earplugs. He goes, oh, you brought earplugs. And Matt was like, yeah, man, always. And I just started laughing. And he looked back at me, and he goes, well, that guy thinks it's funny. I don't have earplugs. And I was like, yeah, I've got some too, man. It's going to be loud tonight. He goes, oh man, maybe I should get some earplugs. And I was like, yeah, you probably should. I don't know who he was, but he was like really. So so he just works for voodoo. I don't know. I can't even say that. That was the impression that I got. The impression I got is that he worked for voodoo and he was running the light system, like the lights that night.
1: Maybe, maybe he
0: is the guy you got to go to, like
1: in charge of getting the music there, and maybe like he. the guy that made the show, that, that booked dude, this the show. Is, this is okay. why so, this
0: shit... Yeah, go ahead. It's, I,
1: it's I, fucking irritating. It's like, okay, this is like a... This is like literally a... You know, I don't want to 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 minimize the show because it's a great accomplishment for you guys, but, like, it's a small-town show. Like, yeah, right. you really need fucking promoters and all this yeah, shit? Yeah, we like, did it in this, our
0: hometown. Yeah. yeah it, like, we didn't play I, it in a I big city. Know, like, we chose to do it locally, so...
1: Yeah, dude, well. I... I don't there's something about freaking Voodoo is just one of those places and this is me personally, I'm not speaking for anybody else. Yeah. That to me they just they seem they act like they're too big for their britches in so many different ways.
0: Yeah, their beer's a thousand dollars. I don't mean to talk trash. They had they did us a favor and we did the show there, but it's different there.
1: I just i i like I get that they're successful, they have franchises and all this stuff, and they're really blown up, and that's great coming from a, a place in Meadville. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like, it, I just got the impression that it didn't even matter to them that this was like a hometown show, and it was kind of a big deal locally, and like, like there was a heritage here. It was like, it to me, it was like, oh, this is just like, you know. Some some guy who fucking went to Allegheny College and then like got a job at Voodoo, like doesn't give a shit about any of it, like just fucking, yeah. you know, hipsters out and works at a brewery and like looks like, cool. Yeah, I'm like, it's cool I, looking dude. I, I, I
0: wish don't I don't get drinks. me
1: wrong. I mean, like Voodoo's a fine place. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, their beer's OK. Like, it's not my favorite, but it's it's decent and people like it.
0: It's all over. But, yeah, uh, they've franchised out. Like they've got places all over now. They got great. They've got a
1: huge they've got a huge compound now in Meadville that they brew and I'm glad that they're still brewing everything in Meadville. I think that's great.
0: Did you know they, they well, quit having uh, they closed the compound down to the public? Oh really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it was, was just too lived. much. What's that? I said that was kind of short lived. Yeah. I, well, I mean it doesn't make sense to have two voodoos in Meadville.
1: Well, I think maybe they wanted the compound to be more of like a, I don't know, like, like voodoo in town to be more like a bar and -hmm. the compound to be more of like a, more of like a brewery. You know what I mean? Like you go in there, you have a couple beers, like you don't hang out there all night kind of thing. You know, it's just like, uh, then they have maybe events there or something like that. But, uh. I don't know. I didn't mean to get off the rails. I just thought that was kind of a weird interaction that I had, and then finding out that like he didn't even promote the show. Yeah, or he was. That's just kind of really strange. I, I got the impression that he had something to do with Voodoo though, so he must have at least like worked mm-hmm. there or something.
0: He definitely ran the the light the lights for the show, and he also. I mean, he was talking to Matt about a sound system before the thing. When we were sound checking stuff, and like he was just like, "You sure you don't want to plug into our speakers, man?" And Matt was like, "Dude." I've got everything I need here. And he's like, you sure? I will say, though, you guys were fucking maxing out that PA. Were we? Yeah. We asked him and, not to make it super loud, but he, Matt kind of does what Matt wants to do. So,
1: yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just that, like, I think it would have been better if the, if the instruments could have come down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to be quiet. You know what I mean? But like it, you could tell that it was being stretched. Now, granted I had earplugs in, so maybe it sounded a little bit different to me, but it definitely sounded like you guys were stretching that PA.
0: Yeah. We play with Mm earplugs in and, and he wanted to mic everything. And I was like, yo dude, just throw a mic on the kick. Give me some, uh, maybe a mic on the snare, which I think was really fucking loud. And I was like, just throw, uh, vocals through the PA system. We don't even need bass to run through it. We don't need... He's like, oh, no, man, no, man, we're going to mic it all up. And I was like, no, nah, we don't have to do that. It's fine. It's our show. We could have, like, been assholes about it. I mean, like, we're not playing until you take the mics off. And I was like, well, dude, just put the mics on and then if we need them, then you can just raise them a little bit. But, like, there's no need. And then we didn't even get to properly sound check just because we thought that we weren't micing everything. I mean, it was a smaller show. We play out of fucking yeah. half-stacks. You know, there was no need to... You, know, you didn't need to mic anything. No, they were like the
1: vo- I mean, you could have vo you could have literally only mic'd the vocals and maybe the kick drum, and that would have been fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's how we have done it in the past with different um releases there. But needs to say, um It was still a fun time. It was a great show. It was. We played really well. So I mean th- we couldn't have done anything different. You know, we did played fucking fifteen songs, which is I was gonna is crazy. say, how
1: was that fucking hour long set you guys did?
0: Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> that was real tough. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys I can't play nearly that long. yeah, I'm surprised I can talk we did We did all uh ten songs from the record, and then we did five others, including the encore, um, which was we didn't want to do that, but I think someone started yelling one more thong, one more thong, one more song, and uh we uh we obliged because we did have a good crowd, and if you think about it, like the other the openers weren't even from the area, so I think everyone that was there was there to see us, so that felt good. So, you know, we did well on merch. We sold a lot of stuff. The people who pre-ordered the vinyl record that hadn't gotten them yet in the mail were, like, pissed off that we were selling with the show. They weren't, like, mad. They were just like, can I just get it here? And I was like, well, you already paid for shipping, so you might as well wait for it to come in the mail, you know. And it's just like, oh, that's a good point. So it takes a lot of time to pack, you know, a lot of vinyl records. I don't know how many we had pre-ordered. Quite a bit. Um you know i think probably around 40 to be honest so that's a, that's a lot of vinyl to like pack yourself when you don't go through like a distribution company yeah but it was a good time yeah so that was my weekend really um was that show playing it and like i'm glad it's behind us uh not that i not that i dislike doing that stuff but it's it's an immense amount of stress for me and the rest of the band you know what i mean especially like we were going to book the whole thing ourselves Uh, Truth be told, but Matt offered to do it at Idle Star, and uh, he does a lot of shows in Erie, and he's trying to build this promotion company. And he had some nice posters and stuff made. I, I don't think he sold nearly as many as he wanted to, but I think the he think he was kind of charging pretty high for them. So he wanted twenty five bucks for one of those posters. Now, granted, they were hand hand screened, and they were you know he paid someone to design them and stuff, but. I was like, man, no, that's kind of like a stretch. You know what I mean? Putting the cart before the horse a little bit. But uh, I'm happy to have a really nice poster, and I hope he gets his money back on them. Um, but, yeah, so there's some left over there. So if any, any of the listeners are interested in a really nice hand screen poster, you might be able to talk him down to 20 bucks even. But he's going to bring them to our other shows we have coming up here, and uh, I told him. Is he we- from Erie? Yeah. Yeah, Matt's from Erie. He he goes way back in the day. So he's been a follower of a lot of the bands Troy and I've been in. So that was a good time, man. Not else, not not a whole lot else happened except we're going to have some nice weather. This week going up through Thursday it's supposed to be sunny every day. Been busy at work and just, you know, it was nice to see the whole all of the flood were at the show, which was awesome. We should have set up and played some songs. Yeah, I was glad to see uh,
1: Nate was there. I I wasn't sure if he was going to show up or not, but I'm glad to see him in in Alexandria.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see those two. It's been a while since we've done anything as a band. So Um, anyways, we don't need to keep talking about all that. That was kind of where we're at. We're recording this Monday evening. Didn't get a chance to record it this weekend. And um, I guess we're just going to jump right into the PlayStation news and uh, the games we're playing, actually. So every episode we talk about games that we're playing, the show will be no different. And uh I am happy to report I have beaten Alan Wake too. I have about eighty some percent of trophies. I could easily go back and knock these out. I've looked at the ones I think you could go back the game, like all games, will warn you before you end up on the path of no return. And it asks Uh, Are you sure? And if you say no, you you have the leeway to go back and find hidden stuff and max out your trophies, I think. Um, I chose uh, to keep a save there, and I have uh, beaten the game. And dear God, this (laughs) is so good. It's so good. Like, it's good with a capital G. It's, I can't, I can't even like, like you play this game, well let me let me cuz I talked a bit about it last show and my concern was was that I was going to get get cut off of one of the character stories, right? If I had done this thing. Mm-hmm. So the game is set up to keep that from happening. So I went back and I started doing Alan Wake storyline and at a certain point it just launches you into the FBI agent story. It just forces it. And I'm her and I'm like I'm going to go back to Alan Wake's story. I go back to Alan Wake's story, and uh, I believe it it was like you can't – you must progress Saga's story in order to continue Alan's story. So I'm like, okay, so they have this preventative stop in in the – in the flow of, of the character's story. And I'm, I'm presuming it would happen the other way because it did. Because when I was playing his saga, it was like, there's no turning back. Do you want to do this? And I was like, yes. And as soon as I said that, it says you have to finish Alan Wake's story part till you get to the point. So no matter what side that you're enjoying the story the most on, the game knows that you have to bring them both up. The level before it mm. lets you do the end game, which is nice. That's good. Yeah, so that was good. It's hard to explain, but that's—I think I've done the best I can with that. I, you get into the end game, and I—I I remember writing LJ, and I was like, "Yo, dude, I think I'm gonna beat the Wake 2 tonight." I said, "I got to the point of no return. I'm gonna power through it this evening and." I play a little bit of saga and then all of a sudden it's like, you got to go and play Alan Wake's story a little bit. And then you got to go back and play saga story a little bit. And then it kind of forces you into the narratives and it's like, Holy shit. Uh, this thing at the end is, is just fantastically made. It's so good. Uh, they, the implementation of the real time acting, like the, like the, I don't know what do you call it when the the what are they implementing in this game? It's like real, it's real actors, and you're watching them. What do they call that? Like live action? They call they, that like uh, they call that like FMV or whatever full yeah. motion video. Yeah. So all of that integrates so well in this game. Some of the I will say there was one there's one battle in this game. There's, like, mini boss fights, but they're never, like, really challenging. But there was one that was, like, super kind of irritating to me. And uh, without spoiling anything, it's kind of a boss battle that you have to... In a game where your resources are limited, they do a good job of refilling your ammo and stuff before the boss fight. And even during the boss fight, like there will be crates that appear and stuff that you can load up on, like get stuff. But like, it never really tells you where, like you'll hear somebody be like, Hey, here's a little help for you. But you're looking around. You're like, where the fuck is it? Cause the, the sandbox is kind of big in this boss battle. And you're like, I'm out of fucking ammo. And this bad guy's attacking me and I can't find the ammo that they're trying to give me to make it fair. So like you're, you have to learn where the ammo drops occur. And then the boss is technically invincible, And it's not so much about killing the boss, but trapping him by, like, freezing him with gunshots and stuff. So, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, it's this really weird play on a boss battle, which I think is really creative and interesting. But it was my least favorite battle, and it's towards the end. And if you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, Jake, you'll know when you play the game what I'm talking about. Because, like, you know, like, so they have generators in Alan Wake where you have to, like, in The Last of Us, uh, where you... Have to and actually, The Last of Us I think ripped off Alan Wake one. Uh, did, did we figure out what, what came out first? Alan Wake one came out first, right? Yeah, so you know the generators in Alan Wake one that you have to start to start the lights to get safe, mm-hmm. like that's the exact same generator mechanic that The Last of Us uses for starting. Uh, power for things it's like you press X You got to hit it in between the thing every three times Now it's you can't say Alan Wade came up Remedy came up with it but the similarities Are ridiculous because it is a generator In each game And it's a vertical bar that you have to time It with <laughs> and the first Pull doesn't do it the second pull doesn't Do it and then the third pull will start it Both games exactly the same So it's like you know It's a great mechanic but I, I do want to say That Remedy came up with that as far as I know before Naughty Dog did Naughty Dog uses it in their game. But anyways, those mechanics are fine. But there's also kind of like a mechanic in the game at different parts where you have to keep mashing a button to turn like a light source. And sometimes when you fucking mash that button, it moves so slow and then you're getting attacked by things. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is so fucking annoying. Like, can't I just grab it and try? Like, I know what I'm trying to do here. Like, I figured out the puzzle. But then not only knowing what you need to do with the light source, like, it requires, like, a feat of dexterity because you're just banging on this button. And then you're, like, trying to avoid getting killed by, like, the Taken. And that, that that kind of shit bothers me. It doesn't happen often in the game at all. But it's annoying. There's some really cool puzzles in this game some nursery rhyme stuff that are like collectibles that you'll figure, you'll figure out when you play it. Um, you know, this is all non spoiler. I think it's just like, you know, every game has collectibles. They also have like radio, depending on where you go in the game, you can pick up different radio uh, broadcasts and it saves to uh, wherever. And you can re listen to them. Same with TV advertisements and stuff, night spring stuff. And there's a lot of really cool shit in this game. And I have, outside of the witcher 3 i have not seen better forest in a video game ever it's fantastic the wind is always whipping and it's awesome because it it creates a, an atmosphere and a vibe like like the the shrubbery the trees you, you, they don't really give you the sound of wind blowing, but as you're walking, it's dark and your flashlights hitting shit and you can just see the stuff like moving. And it's not unbelievable. It's not so outrageous that you you don't buy it. It's like, wow, you know, I, I, I've been in the woods on these kinds of nights and there is something kind of specifically haunting about it. And, uh, they capture that so well. um, Man, this game is just so fucking good. There's a, a lot more jump scares in Alan Wake 2 than there are in Alan Wake, Alan Wake 1. This is very much more a survival horror kind of game, driven by narrative. So it's 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 less action. So I've seen reviews where people are like, "This game is fantastic," except like the actual gameplay is like so sparse. And so kind of whatever, but I'm like, no, dude, it's fan. It's perfect. It, the, the pacing's great. You can't, dude, you guys, the listeners know, Jake, you know, I'm in it for the narrative. And like this game, like you think you get fucking drug along and you just can't stop playing it. It's so fucking good. Um, and for the price point, which we'll get to later, I, I mean, you can't, this is this for me. Is so I haven't played a lot of games, new games this year. I did play God, God of War Ragnarok that come out this year. I don't know when that came out. Last two years year. ago. Yeah. Last so I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what games have come out this year, but uh, for me, I know Resident Evil 4 remake did, but for me, this is, and I have yet to play Spider-Man uh, 2, but I don't see how, I mean, I haven't played Baldur's Gate either, and I have not played Starfield, but like, I I just can't see how this game should not be game of the year, in my personal opinion. It's absolutely perfect. And for a game, uh, to me it is, and for a game of this genre to be just transcending across like all gamers that try this game out. I've heard people on, inter- like, you know, people, I'm not really a horror fan, but man, this game was amazing. You know, some people are like, oh, it's not really my style, but holy shit. You know, so like, for a horror game, for a scary game to get reviews as good as Alan Wake 2, that's a real feat. Uh and and Remedy are experts at this. Uh oh my God, it's so good. I can't I can't gush enough about it. Like, Jake, you absolutely and I and I'm kinda mad that you didn't start with this game. I'm not mad at you, but I'm just kinda mad that we can't have a big, full blown conversation about it. Now, maybe you started it, I don't know. But uh that's what I've i uh, been doing, and uh, that's all I've really been playing. And I finished it up two nights ago, I believe. So it's done. I might go back and try to platinum it, but I think Spider-Man's next for me. Jake, what about you? What are you playing?
1: Uh, so I platinumed Spider-Man, so I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. But I just did that on, fuck, I don't know, Saturday. Yeah. So um, I didn't really congratulate play- Hey, thanks. I didn't play anything yesterday morning, but I did, last night, I did start Alan Wake 2. So, I'm like, I don't know, not very far. Like, maybe an hour and a half into it. Um, And He's so, I don't really, really have a whole lot to say you. about it. Uh, There's only two notes that I have. One is that I noticed immediately, so... Uncharacteristically, I'm playing this game on quality mode and not performance mode. That's how I played it because I noticed that, unlike most games that has that have this distinction, this one actually like when you're in the woods and you switch to performance mode, the game like deletes trees and shit. Wow. So yeah. So like uh, mostly like shrubbery and like like. uh like ferns and stuff that are blowing around in the wind and all Mm -hmm. that, like that stuff gets lessened. And so I was like, quality mode doesn't feel that bad, so I'm going to stick with it for now. Maybe once I start getting deep into combat or whatever, I might Mm -hmm. want a little bit more frames. But right now I'm kind of sticking with it because it looks great. It's a great-looking
0: game. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, It's very cinematic also, so that fits the 30.
1: Yeah, the dialogue is a little weird, but I don't know if that's because it's meant to be, like, a campy story, or if it's because it's written by someone in, like, you know, Europe, or or what, but it's not bad. There's nothing bad about it. Right. But, like, the delivery sometimes, especially with, like, the, the girl that plays uh, Saga is English, but she... 98% of the time has an american accent. Yeah. But it's like certain words you can tell she's not american. Mhm. And uh but that's none of that is is I don't have a problem with any of that. I I love the the uh the Sam Lake character. Oh yeah. Um and uh it's it's already like even in the first hour and a half it's pretty fucking weird. Um and so i'm i i want i i'm really i'm really anxious to play more of it uh I just have to determine whether or not Sarah wants to watch me play it because if she does then i'm gonna have to play it when she's around if not i'll I'll be able to play it by myself but um I was gonna start it yesterday and actually mm. yesterday morning but my setup is in my edition which has Six huge windows, and it was really sunny out yesterday. Yeah. So, like, when it's really sunny out, I just can't, like, I literally can't see TV. Not that game.
0: TV. Yeah, that game's so and, dark. And uh, that game anyways.
1: is so dark that, like, it's impossible. But my one gripe so far, and you'll have to tell me if this is, like, a if how much of a thing this is, if you feel like it's good for me to know, hmm. is that... I'm only an hour and a half into this game, and I'm already 100% over the fucking mind place. And I just, I, I don't like it. I don't think that I, I get what they're going for, mm-hmm. and, and everything. But to me, it it doesn't add anything to the game, and it slows it like it like fucks with the pacing. Like it's like you got – you forced me into this fucking mind place thing so that I can put tacks in a board that there's no like – there's no actual sleuthing going on. It's like I've got five pictures and it's then you a, just put them right. places until it links up and tells you the next thing to do. So it's, and I'm like yeah. – uh, it's like it's not – like they either should have gone farther with it and made it actually more like detective-y
0: yeah.
1: or just – told me what the fuck to do. Like, I I wish it was, like, like in Spider-Man, when they give you all those puzzles, like the science puzzles, you can just press start and skip puzzle, and it Mm -hmm. just, like, moves on to the next thing. Doesn't penalize you at all, because the game understands that it might not be something you're into. That's something that I think would be great for the fucking corkboard shit. If I could just be, like, I've already got all the clues, just skip, tell me what to do next. Right. Yeah. Because, like, like, uh, when I was playing it last night, Sarah ended up falling asleep because I spent 20 minutes sticking pins in a fucking cordboard <laughs> and I wasn't actually playing the game. Hmm. And so, like, but everything else about it so far is really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I've got some opinions I, on the mind place we can discuss I get, briefly. I get that like it becomes a vessel for you to switch between Allen and Saga later in the game. Like I kind of figured that out already. Like I, I I'm not that far in the game, but I've read that. Um But the other thing too is like the freaking The cork boarding thing is annoying, but at least it kind of makes sense. The fucking profiling shit though is just like what? Like she's just like omniscient with this ability of hers to profile people. And it's like you would have no way of knowing any of this stuff that you're just like absorbing from zero information. And it's like, OK, well, I I get what you're like. Again, I get what you're trying to do here with this. But I think that it would have been better served. It, it just like a cutscene. scene. Or something where they're just like giving you the results. And um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know how it's going to play out the rest of the game. Obviously, like I said, I'm only an hour and a half in. Yeah. And maybe it's a lot like Alan Wake one where it's like intentionally kind of campy and unbelievable because of the way that like the the like the writing interacts with the story. That's really weird statement, but it, (sighs) it makes sense if you play the game. Um, but that's my only beef with it so far. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know if you have any comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll just tell you something on a, on a gameplay point of view. If you collect everything for a post post post-it note, like you're trying to solve something in the mind place, right? You collect and then you hover over it and you see how many things you're missing. Yeah. If you have everything and you go in, my experience has been that they automatically get put up on that spot. It's when you don't have everything. So if you just collect a ton of shit and then go into the mind place and you happen maybe have all the stuff for a part of a case, it'll just update that part. Um, the other thing is, is that the mind place is more than meets the eye. And that's all I'm going to say. There's more to it. Uh, Narrative wise. Um, so it starts making more sense and you start understanding it more, which is fucking hard to digest, but I don't think they could have done it any other way after beating the game. And it's, it's, a to me, so, I think it's, it's, it's a big leap of faith and it's a big, and it's a big gamble, the mind place, but it has a payoff. I, think. well, I, I, I'm
1: sure that that's true. I'm just annoyed with the <laughs> mechanics of it, at least initially. Well, I especially hope... like on those ones where it's like, oh, you've got a new clue, mm-hmm. but you don't know where it goes, and then it's like, oh, I've got to like now. It just mechanically, it's difficult. It's like I got to yeah. zoom out and then go to another fucking. Yeah, that's true. That I, yeah. like now I can't read because I'm zoomed out, so I got to zoom back in, and then mm-hmm. and then like oh, like I go to a like a, a pre-existing branch and it makes a new branch that was never there before, and right. like. Which I I get that's how, like, police work kind of works, at least in, like, this, you know, cinematic sort of environment. But um, I will say that, like – so to me, like, one of the things about it is that, like, they couldn't have – they couldn't have differentiated themselves, like, a little bit more with the name from the Mind Palace of Sherlock Holmes. Like, it's it's just – They just called it the mind place. Like it's almost the same word. It's
0: campy. It's, it's not campy so much I think is they're trying to be intelligent, right? Sure. It's a play play on reality. But she even, she
1: even says, she even says like, Oh, the mind place is my version of the mind palace technique. And it's like, okay, well it's fit your own version. Like give it like a, a unique name. Don't just call it the mind place. Like that's so, that's so weird. But then like the other thing is that like the mind place, at least initially, to me feels almost like, I don't want to say like a rip, but like it feels a lot like the, um, that, that place where you would go, like you, you played the evil within, right?
0: Mm, just the first one so far. I own so the one. So in
1: the first one, you remember like you would go through the mirrors And you would wake up in like a hospital room and it would be like an interstitial sort of like personal area Mm -hmm. where you can like unlock the lockers or upgrade your character. And sometimes there would be like a nurse in there that would talk to you and like add story stuff. Like it seems very much like that. This sort of like. uh, What do you want to call it? Like sort of just like not real, but real kind of place like Like a limbo. Yeah, and so um, it just kind of gave me vibes of that. But but we can move on. The other thing I I will say is that because I wasn't sure if – I'm not sure yet if I'm going to be able to play uh, that game at will if Sarah wants to watch me play it. I also started Dead Space Remake. Oh, yeah um because i found out that it's on game pass oh cool so i was just like i just want to check this out like I, I don't know if i can if i'm gonna want to play dead space and alan Wake at the same time because mm-hmm. they're both very like spooky experiences but um i just started that this morning i played it for like a half an hour not not really a whole lot oh, yeah. but um it's, it's what i remember dude that game is fucking awesome so dude you got a chance play it put it on your list it, it is. On sale.
0: It's on my list. You got. You gotta play Alan Wake too, man. You got oh
1: to just... yeah. I. I mean, I fully
0: intend to to to
1: to to rip through it, but Dude, I just it's... gotta determine like if yeah. if Sarah wants to watch me play it, I'm not gonna like play a bunch of parts when she's not around and stuff. Yeah. So I gotta be uh, cognizant there. But but uh,
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm into it though. I really like it so far. I'll say this about this game. It is it's one of the most creative video games I've played in a long time. Yeah. It's – they they definitely uh, march to their own drum, Remedy, and uh, there's something extremely refreshing about this game, playing it. It's just like it doesn't feel – it doesn't – it's not like a lot of rinse and repeat from other games that I've played. It takes a lot of cool things from other games, and then and then they put their twist on top of it. Um which is just wild. There's some inventory management issues. uh, You know, some of the, some of the things that you can find throughout the world can expand your inventory. But if you don't find them, you know, you're, you're operating with minimal backpack space and that can be frustrating. So I don't know, but I, I do like it a lot. I I think for right now, it's game of the year for me.
1: That, uh, that intro sequence is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. I, I love dude, I love the uh I love the the title card in this game. I just think it's so fucking cool how it's just like huge block letters. Yeah. Like, bah, like it's just it's just very it's stylistic, man. It's very stylish. Like it, it's it's
0: awesome. Yeah, the presentation is I've not seen a better presented game in a long time than how they do this. And then it's just the sound <laughs> shows up like every new chapter is like and another thing they do and i I think i might have said it was episodic last episode and i don't mean episodic is in like you have to download new episodes it's just like it's 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 segmented into episodes so when you get through an episode um it says end of part and then it will name the chapter you just played and then like this fucking song will come on and it's just a full three, four-minute song with just, like, this motion graphic in the background. You can just sit back, take a breath, take in what just fucking happened. Usually, they leave you on a cliffhanger every time at the end of every episode. And it's almost like you're finishing a TV series that you can't stop watching. And it's like, wow, what the fuck just happened? Like, I can't believe that that just happened. You know what I mean? And then you're like – and then you're, you're, you're on the hook, man. Uh, I was on the hook. Yeah, the dude. I,
1: and they, like – I, I got through chapter one.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and man, it's like, dude, it's so fucking Kojima-esque. Yeah. Like the song yeah. is just fire for the fucking mood. Like it just is so good. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know this for a fact, but is it like an original song? Because it talks about I like. I think
0: they were written for this game. Yeah. Because the lyrics. Which is
1: so creative. Like it, it's, it's. The presentation in this game is top-notch.
0: Yeah. I will say that. And I'm only an hour into it. It's dude, and and I will say and this could be a turnoff uh Jake, but I it took me about 23 hours to get through the whole thing. And uh Yeah. I didn't feel like the pacing was bad though either because the chapters give you a nice breathing. There was one chapter that was exceptionally long and it was towards the beginning. So if you can get through that chapter, And not be like a little bit turned off. It's the first – I believe it's the first chapter that you play as Alan Wake. It just seems overwhelming at first. Mm. Since my only gripe about the whole thing was that chapter was like a little much. But I think they wanted to make sure you knew this was an Alan Wake game and you were going to get to play as him. You know what I mean? Mm Because it starts with you playing a saga. So anyone who's like a really big fan of Alan himself or the character might be a little – a little disappointed that the game starts off and you're not even Alan, but they make up for it in Alan's first chapter. So anyways, we don't need to talk more about that. Let's get into some uh, feedback. Every episode we have listener feedback. And uh, again, this episode is no different. And uh, you can write our show, um, preferably on our Patreon site, if you are a member. And if you are not a member... You can write us at PSS is awesome at gmail.com. You can also write us on our YouTube page with a comment. And uh, on Patreon, you guys get preference first. So we're going to go with Prescriptin. Prescript underscore N, which is what I'll call him. Prescriptin or her. I think it's a dude. Um, they write in, congrats on the new album. It sounds awesome from beginning to end. I listen to the first two albums a lot when I study and do homework. This is our, uh, I think... Uh, whatever person. Who's the pharmacist person? Uh yeah. nice to have some cool new songs to throw into the mix. Thanks for great music and a great, great podcast episodes. You're welcome. Thank you for the kind words. Thanks for checking out the record. That that means a lot to me. It's cool when worlds collide. You know, I don't usually uh put records out um with you know, so that's cool. Um it's not often I get to talk about that on the show. So it's every few years. And uh up next is one black talon writes in, the because the, I was talking about how my controller was messed up last episode, he said the DualSense Edge controller is very nice. The sticks are replaceable. You mentioned a Sony sale on their website a few weeks ago, meaning the, the PlayStation Direct, and it says the sticks were very cheap, so I picked up two at a great price. So I'm glad you were able to take advantage of the sale that we brought up on the show, and uh, thanks for the recommendation for the DualSense Edge. I don't know anyone else who has it, and I was thinking about this. I've gone through two DualSense controllers now It it's what 70 a pop. So Man. now I've spent $140 and I have no controller to show for it. So it's frustrating. And may- maybe the trick is to just get a dual sense edge. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but speaking of on that real quick right now, Best Buy has black Friday sales, And I think some other sites do, you can get a dual sense for the PS five for 49 99. So if you're looking for a backup controller, you can't beat that price right now. 50 bucks, hell yeah. So I think I'm going to pull the trigger and get myself one. So that was our listener write-ins. You can write in if you want, like I said, but we're going to move on to some news. Every episode, we pull some news off the internet. We don't create the news. We don't break news. We just find it. And usually our go-to site is PushSquare.com. They are a great PlayStation website, so if you're looking for news throughout the week, you can go there and check it out. And uh, if you want to hear what our opinions are in some of their news posts, this is where you can find that. So the first one, Jake, is just kind of a thing that is strange to think about, but the PlayStation 5 is three years old now. And up on Push Square, they posted this, and they wanted to get, uh, you know, their... their uh, audience they wanted their their impression what what do you got what what's the temperature check on the playstation three five sorry and uh i don't know what do you we'll let you go first what what is your take three years in playstation five how do you feel about it um, i how do I feel about it
1: i don't know i i think it's good i think it's a good console i still don't love the controller, but I – I, like honestly, if I had the ability to use my DualShock 4 or if they made like a DualShock 4 with the HD rumble in it, I would have zero complaints about the PS5 other than the like, like random upload issues that mine for whatever reason has. But um, that might be a network thing for me more than anything. I'm not. I'm not really sure about it. But my console seems to work great, so I haven't had any issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like almost everything about it, and um, other than the fact that it's giant and ugly, but uh, yeah, I would say that. It's been pretty good so far. The only only negative, I guess, from a software perspective, is that we've gotten very few meaningful... Well, I'm sorry. We've gotten very few Sony first-party games. And even though the console's been out for, I guess, technically three years, or it's almost three years old, one of the two, I think this week it turns three. And... uh, We've gotten—I mean, every every first party that we've gotten has been a banger. I mean, you think about Miles Morales, Returnal, Ratchet & Clank, God of War, um, now Spider-Man 2. So we've gotten two Spider-Man games. Um, trying to think of what else, even if there is anything else. Oh, Grand uh, Gran Turismo 7. uh yeah, I mean, people argue that Gran Turismo 7 maybe wasn't well-received at launch because of the, the way that they monetized their vehicles and everything like that. But I think as a game, it's still very good. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say. I mean, to me, it's one of these things where, like, if you're not talking about software— The best thing that I can say about it is that I have nothing to say about it because that means it's working great and I don't have, because it's just a tool to play games, right? So I, because I don't have a lot to say about it, it means that it's working well, in my opinion. Yeah, no news is good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, you know, snapshot i guess
0: yeah i i have to side with you on the lack of first party games and i think we're going to see more stuff coming in and in fact that's going to segue into our next news point real quick but i I really feel like that's one thing and and i shouldn't even say just first party we got god of war right we're we're got the spider the spider man we got the spider man well blue point now uh they were acquired were they not Blue Point, yeah, Sony. So, so we got some of that stuff from Blue Point recently. We got, you know, we have Bungie now, but even though they're first party, their their games aren't going to be exclusive. But we didn't, we haven't seen our Naughty Dog game yet. And I'm not going to just keep kicking a dead horse, man. But to me, Naughty Dog and Sony have become so synonymous with one another because they they have been, in my opinion, the crown jewel of Sony's first-party developers, first-party studios, and we just haven't seen anything from them yet, which is maybe, I, I, if it's not going to come out in the first couple years, then you damn well know they're going to put a game out towards the end of the PS5 lifecycle, and it's going to be pushing every fucking boundary it can have, you know, because that's, that's what they've done with all of their games. The, the, usually there's two in a console cycle from Naughty Dog, and I think this 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 time around we're probably just going to get one from Naughty Dog because of the factions thing. But yeah, outside of that, PS5 uh no issues. I've cleaned mine twice. Uh the expandable storage is nice. I've used it the everything about it. The charging ports, everything works. The disc drive still works. It's I've not had any issue knock on wood. So yeah, my my uh temperature check on that is that it's it's pretty fucking dope. Um I don't mind the way it looks either. Jake Jake doesn't like it but I don't mind it whatsoever. Um doesn't bother me. Is it is it maybe not very elegant looking sure. Is it look like a fucking air conditioner maybe but like I don't care about that stuff. It it works perfectly and I use it all the time. Always using my PS5. If I'm just streaming video on YouTube mm-hmm. if I'm you know, playing games. If I'm usually, I'm on YouTube with it. I'm i been watching Bosch Legacy season two on Hulu on there. It is my media center. It does everything for me. Um, so it's not just a game machine for me, and it does everything I need. So uh, I've got no issues. Runs my VR interface is great with the VR two. There's no issue. Um, but let's go on to the news. Next news point. The next one is. Jake, we promised the listeners we would talk about this briefly, and, and it's it's a bit. I didn't know what kind of news we were going to have for this episode, but let's talk about this. So Push Square has an article up, says uh, PlayStation Studios, all Sony first-party developers and what they're working on. Because we're talking about the PS5 and the cycle, uh, you know, we're three years in. We're going to run through some of these. So we did get Gran Turismo 7, right? That's Polyphony. We got that. That was a first-party release. Um, you know, they worked on that. I don't know that they're working on anything else. They're just doing post-launch stuff. That was on the site. Team Asobi, you know, that came out of Japan Studio. And uh, it says on Push Square, the current project is that Team Asobi is staffing up for a 3D action game. Um, they're saying it probably is some sort of follow-up to Astro's Playroom. And it, hopefully it's going to support PSVR 2, which would be great because VR 2 needs uh, another Astrobot game. 100%. Mm-hmm. That was the best game, in my opinion, on VR1. Um, Fire Sprite. Yeah, Astro Bot, Go Astro's ahead.
1: Playroom is great. So, yeah, I mean, so it's good. it's literally, I mean, it sounds fucking stupid, but it's one of the best exclusive games on the console.
0: It's so good. I mean, it's, it's the same thing as saying, like, you know, oh, you play Mario? It's like, it's a fucking good game, dude. If it's a good game, it's a good game. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I'm not embarrassed to say that I I really liked Astro's Playroom or Rescue Mission or whatever the fuck it was. Um, Fire Sprite. Uh, they are where they they're based out in Europe. It looks like um, mm-hmm. Liverpool, England. So they worked on Horizon Call of the Mountain, and uh, it says here besides that, their website is listing jobs for a dark story driven horror game and a multiplayer action title, but. Built-in Unreal Engine 5, um, some people are speculating, according to Push Square, the Fire Sprite could be working on the latest Twisted Metal revival game. Interesting. Hmm. Guerrilla Games uh, in Amsterdam, you know, they do the kill zone stuff. Uh, but they also did Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. So, and f- they did Forbidden... Forbidden West is the new one? Yeah. Yeah, right. And then, so they're saying that they did call them out which is true. And that was a collab with fire Sprite who we just talked about. And then, uh, they mentioned a online co-op game and possibly a mobile spinoff game for horizon. There's been a lot of people, uh, in bigger podcasts than ours and bigger news outlets than ours that are starting to speculate. Like if they're overdoing the horizon shit, mm-hmm. um, I never got to the DLC. We talked about that last episode. But Guerrilla, great studio, putting all their eggs in one basket, it looks like. So probably because of Sony's direction. How smart, dude? We got Returnal. What the fuck? I forgot about Returnal. That was. It's not a PS5 exclusive, though, is it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So from Finland, Returnal, uh, they're working on that. And we're getting some, I believe we were supposed to be getting... Something else for Eternal or no. It says their current project, House is currently staffing up for its next game. It's unknown if this will be a sequel or a brand new IP, though it should be noted the studio rarely makes sequels. That's a good point. I so, mean they
1: did uh they did um that Tower of Sisyphus or whatever. Yeah, that's point. what I was thinking. That's out. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So I don't I mean I don't know if they'll honestly like I would be fine with them not making a sequel to Returnal, Mm -hmm. but if they could use, like, the mechanics and the gameplay of what they learned in Returnal and make, like, a legit fucking third-person shooter action game that is not a freaking roguelite, it would be amazing. This is coming from someone who, even though I don't like roguelites, I loved Returnal. And but if they could take that <laughs> gameplay and put it into something a little bit more linear, I think that dude, they've got a banger on their hands. Maybe even, I mean, this is it wouldn't be for me, but maybe even like a multiplayer compo- multiplayer component there. I mean, Sony's always
0: looking; they're looking for service games. Jake's like, I I hate pizza, but I love Pizza Hut. I'm just kidding, dude. Give, giving you a hard pizza time. Pizza's fine. <laughs> Uh, but you don't like roguelites but you do like Returnal um, correct alright fair enough uh, next studio was London Studio London Studio uh, they did didn't didn't they weren't they the ones that did the um, the VR one the the VR game uh, that was about like a spy thriller didn't they do that VR game oh what was it called it was awesome it was it was like an action movie the height, the heist people. No, that, that was London studio. Yeah. Right. I thought That's so. What talking about? Yeah. Blood and truth, blood and truth. They did blood and truth. Yeah. So they're from London, England. Um, no one knows what they're working on right now. There were some job listings that talked about a PlayStation five online game, brand new IP. And uh, we don't know. So I don't know that they're staying in the VR the VR world Media molecule had some layoffs recently. They're out of Guildford, England and uh, they are done with dreams so we have no idea what the next project is and I don't think we're gonna get anything soon on that. This is again info that we're getting off of PushSquare.com. I don't care what Media molecule does personally I just, they just need to go back to little Big planet because that game was great. Make a really good little big planet game. And take away all the level creator shit. Just make a good little big big planet game. I
1: mean, even if they were to just make like what's the next what's the evolution of Little Big Planet? It doesn't even have to be Little Big Planet. It could be, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I don't Tiny know. huge universe or whatever. Little Big but, Planet VR. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Media Molecule is a weird studio. I hope that whatever they're, – they're, but they're their creative studio even though they lost a lot of their, their OG talent. So I'm kind of hoping that they just buckle down and just make a cool, creative – a platformer would be awesome. Like we don't get a lot of platformers anymore. Ratchet & Clank is basically it. Yeah. So it would be yeah, really cool We got that cool this year to
0: too it. or this, this PlayStation Cycle. Uh,
1: yeah, that was so. It would be, it would be, you know, and even Ratchet and Clank is almost—it's almost like a third-person shooter now, even a little bit. Yeah, so, you're right. So I would say that, like, having another platformer, like Little Big Planet, but like it doesn't even necessarily, like I said, it could be an evolution or whatever would be a spiritual successor would be cool.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Know, that's all
1: I gotta say though,
0: in the the mobile world, we acquired Sony acquired Savage Game Studios. In twenty two, and nobody knows what they're working on. The, it's uh, probably going to be a live service game. Um, in fact, it is. Uh, it's just not announced yet. It's going to be a AAA mobile live service action game. Probably that will not be able to hold a candle to Honkai Star Rail or Genshin Impact. But hopefully, they can. Or Fortnite or yeah. fucking Call of Duty, which it's are probably going to fail. As well, sorry, Savage. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. I mean, I hope it. I hope they've tough shoes. To feel, I yeah. hope they
1: find a niche. Maybe it'll be like, I don't know, like the next fucking uh, cool thing, like 1024 or freaking, uh, you know, one of those other like word space or something like that, where it's just like maybe it's not. Oh, this is this is tri- this is triple A. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be something Ford they're probably going to go down the the like the Honkai Star Rail or Genshin Impact kind of route.
0: If they Wouldn't do, they just have to nail it.
1: Yeah, it's tough though. I mean, that's you're you're really live service is a hard a hard place to be as is or to break into as is. But then you're going to throw mobile on top of it. Yeah. At least Honkai and fucking Genshin and Call of Duty and Fortnite they have console and PC ports for those games. Yeah, and they look so and it's play not great just too. mobile. Even yeah. though they have huge mobile presence, so yeah, we'll have to see. That's I'm, part of I'm, their I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic about Sony's
0: mobile AAA mobile presence. I'm not at all. I think it's going to tank. Bend Studio uh, out of Bend, Oregon. Uh, we know that they made Days Gone, and we have no idea what they're working on outside of that. They've said it's an open world game, and it's not a Days Gone sequel. There were some rumors that they were working on the new Uncharted, so if the new Uncharted turns out to be an open world fucking game, I'm fucking out. I'll be so disappointed. I Better thought there not. was
1: some there was some uh controversy around the Uncharted thing and that maybe ended up getting pulled Simpact. out.
0: Yeah. But I thought someone's so, working on it. I think I think someone's working on it. I don't know who Somebody's it is.
1: working on it, but I don't know who. Yeah. But if it's Bend or whatever I'm not saying that Ben would do a bad job. I mean, they made freaking Golden Abyss, which was mm-hmm. a decent Uncharted game. Yeah, but I like you said, I don't. I, I really, really don't want it to be open world.
0: No, me. I either. want them
1: to tell me a story about Nathan Drake or Drake's daughter or whoever. I don't want a fucking you know
0: Assassin's Creed big Uncharted map
1: game. that literally like it's just like a you know no, now I got these. Fucking checkpoints over here, and these collectors the over go here. Go dig for treasure. This. yeah, I, I don't want any of that. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll find a way to ruin it. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, mentioned earlier, Jake Bluepoint out of Austin, yeah. Texas. Uh, we know that they are her- heralded as the uh, masters of remakes, of remasters of all the things. And uh, they did the Nathan Drake collection for Uncharted. They did Shadow of the Colossus remake. They did demon souls and uh, they were purchased by PlayStation in 2021. And they're working on an original game, which is a little outside of their wheelhouse. So we don't know what that means. Um, an original game doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't a sequel. So maybe they could be doing the Uncharted title. They already did the Nathan Drake collection. They understand it's
1: entirely that. true. Yeah, you're right. They could be doing a the Uncharted game, or they could be doing, you know, fucking imagine if they're doing like, uh, like there there was a huge rumor for a long time that maybe they were doing like Metal Gear Solid remastered or something like that. Jesus. And you know, I obviously it seems like Konami's got some other you know developer doing the Metal Gear Solid Delta, which is the Snake Eater one, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they're working. Uh, if they're working on an original game, I mean, it's not. It's not going to be a remake because there was rumors for a long time that maybe they would do Bloodborne or something. But right. I mean, it could be Bloodborne too. That that's oh. entirely possible. But I don't know. Uh. I, I, I I am excited for whatever they're doing though. I'm really like, I'm I'm uh, interested to say the least because they make such. Amazing remakes. It's probably Rezo Gun too, but I don't know. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> but I, but I don't know if they would do. Uh, I don't know if we've ever seen them do like an original game, like Richard something two. Like, truly creative. You know, dude, if they want to do Rashard 2 they've <laughs> got all the money. If if, in my opinion, they could just remake Rashard. That would just be remake a, that would be it for PS Five. Awesome. I'll play it again. It's That'd been be fucking. So hard. It's There's been a fucking, platformer like, for you. It's been like 10 years since I played that game. Oh, so, so I'm all
0: about it. Well, uh with with staff um from other studios such as Bungie, Respawn, Raven Software and more, Firewalk is working on Concord, which is an online multiplayer game, space themed and it looks awesome. The trail well we don't know anything about it. the tr- the little things that they've shown us to me look awesome. So we know what they're working on. Um, yeah. Haven out of Montreal are the ones working fair games. I hate the way they write this um, because it looks like fair game to me. Even with the dollar sign at the end, I know it's an S, but it looks like it says fair game. So anyways, this is the Jade Raymond studio. It's uh, fair games is going to be a multiplayer shooter. Kind of like payday, but maybe a little more intense or different. Insomniac. We just got Spider-Man 2, and uh, there is a separate team working on Marvel's Wolverine, and we know that's going to be a PS5 exclusive. So we know what they're up to. Naughty Dog, Santa Monica. We don't know what's going on. (laughs) Next. (laughs) They're probably working on Last of Us Part 3. I mean, we don't know. Uh, we're pretty sure, but fuck. I don't know. San Diego studio from uh, San Diego. <laughs> uh, they are fantastic. They do the MLB, the show game. So they're working on MLB, the show 24 it hasn't been announced, but there's no way they're not. This was a studio that it was rumored they were helping out on a new Uncharted game, but there's been no new verification. that This is the case. What a strange studio to have do this. Um, I mean, they – I want to say that they've done – They worked on pain.
1: Yeah, which was a while ago. I – it would be cool to see them do something other than MLB the show. I don't know. Like maybe they have a maybe they have another team because I think they have a team that's not the show team that helps other studios out. Mm-hmm. So maybe that second team, rather than being a support structure for other studios, is just going to work on a new game. Maybe it's Uncharted. Yeah. Maybe it's whatever. Um, that would be pretty cool, honestly.
0: It's possible. But don't stop making the show, because that's the best baseball game there is. Santa Monica Studios, Jake. Obviously, God of War Ragnarok. And that's the studio Corey Barlog is at. He apparently is working on something else, but nobody knows what it is. Sucker Punch is our uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Sly Cooper, infamous studio. We don't know what they're working on. It's rumored, and uh, nobody knows for certain. It it would be stupid for them not to do another Ghost of Tsushima game.
1: And that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely doing another one. I I wish they would just fucking say it already. Like, it's just annoying that we haven't heard anything at this point. But I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll hear something here at the Game Awards.
0: So out of that, not a lot of concrete knowledge of what these studios are up to. And... uh,
1: Mostly shit that we just all... We've kind of talked about ad nauseum over the last year or two. Nothing really like... It's like, oh, I forgot about
0: that. You know, or anything like that. It's yeah. just like, oh, We haven't seen much whatever. of
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh.
0: I just want to know what Naughty Dog is doing. All right. Anyways, let's move on to the next news points, Jake. And uh, we'll call this show Dunzo in a little bit. For those who know, and for those of you who don't know, even though we've talked about it on the show, Baldur's Gate 3 has not had a physical copy made available for PS5. They have now announced that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be announced for anybody who wants a physical version. Not to mention, there is still not a physical release for Alan Wake 2. I think this was smart on Remedy's part, because I think Remedy were able to keep the retail price at a reduced price going digital only. Remedy knew what they were up against. They needed people to play their game. And I think their studio in Alan Wake two is greatly benefited from the price point of this game. And I would have having played it for 60 bucks, I would have paid 70 for this game. It's that fucking good. It's got the length of most AAA a titles. Uh, if not longer than some people probably would want it to be. Um, and I think it was a really smart move. <laughs> take, a, take a news point about Baldur's Gate 3 and turn it about Alan Wake 2. I'm just saying, like, this is the difference. They uh, Remedy hasn't announced a physical version. So when you release a physical version, there's more overhead for the studios, right? There's distribution mm-hmm. costs, there's manufacturing costs, there's all that shit that then you have to make it up on the backside. You have to make it – or on the front end, right? you got, you got to get people to buy it and make your money back. So – But just being digital, you can afford to not need to charge people $70 for the game. And you can keep it at a lower rate and hope that you get the majority of your consumers digital. And then you make a bigger profit. And then when word gets out, if you believe in your product like they did, and it's so fucking good. And people start talking about it. And then the price is $10 cheaper than all the other AAA games out right now. It's fucking genius. Who needs a physical version? And I say that because last quarter only 4% of PlayStation video game sales were physical games why yeah. does remedy need to take a risk and charge 70 when they can make it profitable for themselves to do 60 and be ahead of the curve makes sense i think it's coffin nails for box snobs that's all i'm saying
1: <laughs> yeah i uh, i totally agree on this i mean it's cool that like like maybe there's some bespoke distributors that are offering up physical releases of games and stuff. I think that that's the future of this. I, I, you know, I, I just don't see there being a, like, it's, it's like every other digital medium now, like music, Mm. like TV shows and movies and PC games and mobile games. And like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's inevitable. We've talked it to death. Yeah. If there was a physical version of Alan Wake 2, would I buy it? No. Yeah, me either. But um I will say though, Alan Wake has some legit fucking art and like I could definitely be I could definitely see being interested in having like an Alan Wake 2 poster. Oh, like yeah. some of that fucking artwork that they do that's like all red and black with like Alan Wake's face and like it, it's just it's cool as shit. Anyway, that's a that's tangential. Let's uh, move forward. Although the next point's about Remedy too, I guess.
0: Yeah, because I, I, <laughs> I can't help it. And everyone's talking about them because this game is so goddamn good. Next news point. Speaking of Remedy, they did announce they were working on a free-to-play multiplayer title. They have codenamed Kestrel. And uh, this game, they have they have pulled back on the reins. And they said, no, we're not doing it free-to-play anymore. Due to the ever changing environments of the gaming landscape. We're not doing a free to free to play. Um, they you know, they indicated that after a lot of consideration, it's gonna be built more around their core competences and building another distinct remedy game. Should also be known they are working alongside Tencent for this project, and it'll be a cooperative multiplayer experience. I think it's kind of weird that they're working with Tencent. I mean, Tencent has a ton of money, but they are um are they Chinese ran or something think they are. Tencent? Yeah. 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 So rem- remedies in bed. No, I don't want to say that. But they are getting help from Tencent uh, for this online multiplayer game. But I do like the news that they are uh, taking away the free-to-play thing. And they're going to start charging for it. I don't know. Jake, any opinions on this?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's... If they are reading the tea leaves and they're like, we can make a better product and something that's worth buying by making it, you know, not free to play, then more power to them. I, I To me, that what this means is that, like, this doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be jam-packed full of shit they're going to charge you for. But it does mean almost, or it does likely mean that they believe in the title enough That they can charge for it as an experience, and then maybe there will be a bunch of other stuff you can get to on the back end. And maybe it means that they decided that they want to make a game that they don't have to support for 100 years or whatever. You know, I I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot going into this, but when a studio like Remedy, who's so talented in the single-player creative space— Is doing a game like this, like this to me is only good news because I think that it'll allow them to handcraft the game a little bit more by charging for it.
0: Yeah, and they're going to offer something different than what everyone else is offering. That's what they've been known to do. So you're paying for the experience, right? I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Moving forward, Jake, the Game Awards are upon us. December 7th is going to be the Game Awards. You and I, Jake, will have to uh, make some predictions. We have plenty of time to do that, though, with them being December 7th. But the list of nominees has been released this year, and you can find them at PushSquare.com and anywhere else on the Internet at this point. And I was happy to see that Alan Wake 2 does have a nomination for Game of the Year Award. So, god damn, make it happen, please. So good. Uh, The next one. Sony. This has been discovered. His, uh, they are, they're always patenting new things. But they patented a replay system for games, which actually sounds kind of cool. But they're indicating in the patent that it's going to require checkpoints to be manually flagged by developers. So you play a part in a game and you're like, wow, that was a really cool part of the game. It was really action-packed, cinematics, whatever. It was fucking dope. I want to go back and replay it. Without having a save state, uh, developers just have to put a flag on certain parts of their games for you to be able to revisit them. So I don't know if this happens in real time, but to me, what's different about this? I don't know because like some games just have chapters, so like it's a specific point in a chapter, I guess. Well, think about like a lot of games too
1: also have like you can replay encounters. Right, like even within a chapter. Yeah, and I mean, so I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what this really means, but maybe it allows you to jump to a specific cutscene, or maybe like a you know, fuck, I don't know. Maybe they can literally make every single checkpoint in the game where you, you can go to it, and in that case, you can literally almost go anywhere you want in the game. But Just uh, scrub right through again, it. like you said, I don't, I don't really know. This to me seems like more of a developer focused kind of news point, and I don't know how it really translates to somebody like us until we see an implementation of it because to yeah. us from a from a from a from an end user's perspective, it might not seem any different than a game that has all this other stuff in it, but maybe them doing this makes it easier, and so more games will have much more granular checkpoint systems. And because the games that allow you to like replay encounters and all that stuff, that's very few and far between. And it's usually games that are based around like uh, like combat scores and ratings and stuff like that. It's usually not like, you know, when you're playing The Last of Us Part Two, it's not like, you know, I can just from the main menu without a save jump to the 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 halfway through the aquarium mm-hmm. in that game and i won't go any further because i don't want to spoil it but you know what i mean like it like maybe this just makes it easier for developers to make that type of thing available to to gamers
0: yeah right yeah and the other thing is though too you got to remember that sony implemented the game help sections for games and right. you could jump I to used- certain points for Spider-Man 2, just
1: so you know, it does work for a lot of the trophies, which is cool.
0: So maybe they're just trying to find a way for developers to let you jump to the point that they're offering game help for, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Something weird like that, maybe. But anyways, it, there could be some teeth to that idea. The, the next news point is is nice to know and very unlike Sony, they're... Their disks, the disk drives that you can buy for the new PlayStations, if you have multiple consoles, you can detach it and just take the disk drive to any system and it works. So it doesn't get locked to the system you install it in. So I, think I did. That's interesting. read,
1: though, that like there is some controversy because I think the first time you use one of these disk drives, you have to have an internet connection. But after that, it doesn't matter at all. I don't know if this is a true thing or not. I did hear something about this somewhere, and it's which a reliable means, like, source. I, like I don't fucking care. Like I have I have the internet. I don't live in the freaking Stone right. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. But, but- like, you know, maybe maybe uh, if you if you live in the the freaking. Rockies in Montana and you don't have the internet but you're somehow also able to listen to this podcast maybe uh look into that before you buy one of these
0: yeah well it's nice to think about in terms of like if you're imagine you're younger your friend can't afford the disc drive you have a game you want to play it at your friend's house you want to take it over and you can't because he doesn't have a disk drive, but you do because you have a a rich family and they can afford the disk drive for you, right? And you're like, well, fuck. Hey, hey, John, I got the disk drive. I'll bring it down. We can play my game on your system at your house. That's nice, right? That's convenient. (laughs) It would suck if you had to have a separate disk drive for every console to use it. So it's nice it doesn't get locked. It's just unlike Sony because everything they do is like proprietary bullshit that you can't like... You know, I don't think I can plug my external hard drive into your system and play my games off of it. I think I have to like create an account associated with that hard drive and like all kinds of shit. So, the disc drive itself works.
1: I mean, in that particular scenario, why wouldn't you just take your whole fucking PlayStation with you? But like, I, I get. But <laughs> it, my mom it won't make let sense me. From it does make sense from the perspective of like, oh, I want to have multiple PlayStations in my house. Like, yeah, I, I just buy one disc drive. That way, if I if I need. Although, I don't know, man. It's just like one of those things. How hard is it like, to install? Like, how, how inconvenient is it going to be where it's like, oh, well, I want to install this disc-based game on my PlayStation upstairs. Let but me it pull have off the disc, the disc drive. drive Let quick. me break my fucking console in half so I can take the disc drive <laughs> out, go upstairs, put it in my other console just to install this game that I could have bought fucking digitally. Like, I I don't know. Like, it's so... Yo, just like Sony. Just code the fucking discs. So I can lock it to my account and then let me download it wherever
0: the hell I want. Yeah. Like, that's all I want you to do. They can't do it. <laughs> it's too big of a risk. Too much of a Honestly,
1: I'm not even fucking around. I know I've mentioned this in the past before, but if they did that, so when I bought a disc and put it into my console, it became mine, like, tied to my account, and then I could download digital versions, I would buy more physical versions. Yeah, so would I, but I don't think they because, want you to. Because I'd be interested in the collecting aspect, but... I'm not interested in the fucking getting up and swapping discs out and all this shit aspect of Kneeling it. Over, Especially when you opening got a game that's like dude, especially when you got a game that's cross platform. How fun, I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's fucking annoying that because I have a Witcher 4 disc or Witcher 3 disc oh, for PS4, yeah. Yeah, I stick yes. it in, I perpetually have two Witcher 3 I You icons have to download the PS5 version. No, I I have them. I have the PS5 version downloaded, but it perpetually has the PS4 version icon on my PlayStation because I have the PS4 disc in my drive. Right. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, anyway, I digress. I'm sorry.
0: Well, that's fun. I understand. Next news point is another good one. Honkai Star Rail. We talked about this. This is from uh, my my ho uh, whatever they're called um, studio. They're their Genshin Impact. This is their latest baby. Now, over 1 million players on PS5. They apparently have another hit on their hands. Following the exact same fucking formula as Genshin Impact. My brother plays them both. He can't stop. And he's hooked. Next news point. I would like to try Honkai Star Rail, if I'm being honest. Jake, <laughs> seems so distracted today. I love it. You look yeah. like me. That's usually what I'm doing. Spinning around in my chair, looking over my shoulder. I just,
1: I've got a lot of shit going on.
0: It's so fine. Yeah. Uh, next news point: one twenty-one thirty-nine. Here we go. Uh, Sony, unsurprisingly, has delayed six of their 12 live service games. Half of what they were planning on doing are now being delayed. The company announced they have scaled back their plans. Six are still set. Planning on being released fiscal year 2025. Mm. Uh, layoffs, this, uh, factions. What's going on, Sony? Did you jump the gun on games as a service? Do you realize I how I mean, scary I think, it is? I
1: think, I think it's just, I don't know. It's probably just, be, I mean, I think it was smart for them to get into live service, but maybe saying like, yeah, we're going to do fucking 12 of them. Maybe that was a little bit a little bit, uh, A little bearish, but uh, uh, I think I think you mean bullish. But that's, that's what okay.
0: I meant. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Bearish is the opposite, but yeah. uh, um, bullish. So anywho, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is like one of those news points where it's like kind of a, a non-news point because we don't know anything about any of these games.
0: Yeah, so no it's one like knows we're anything. Literally, about
1: just we're literally just arguing about a number on
0: one uh, of these. On a- document so like one of these is factions are they the six that got delayed or the six that are still scheduled to come out who fucking knows yeah who knows i mean
1: i I, would assume that concord and fair games are are two other ones on there probably still set to release i would assume that those ones will be there's been indications that maybe concord even might might be slated for late next year early 2025
0: and are they can so dude are they considering uh marathon
1: Marathon is-, is a live service game. Is it – I don't remember if, if, the, if, the, um,
0: Exc- if they're exclusive. the
1: wording was that it was exclusive to so- the PlayStation Studios or if it includes all of Sony's umbrella, which would also include uh, Bungie. Because it's a very important distinction that Bungie is not inside of PlayStation Studios. So it's under a S- a Sony proper. Right. So I don't know. I mean, if that's included, then I would say, yeah, Marathon is definitely gonna be like a probably a live servicey game for them. And who knows, maybe there's like a Destiny three or something that's also in there. I, I you know, there could be a number of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they really could. Jake, the big news that hit this past week. Uh we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this. Although there's not a whole lot to say about it except that, wow, that's sooner than I thought it was gonna happen. But Grand Theft Auto six is getting a trailer to debut early December of this year. So Game Awards, right? No one knows. It's speculated. So uh, some people think that uh, Jeff Keeley would have been bragging about this by now since it's got announced to advertise for the Game Awards, right? So but the Game I'm Awards sure, are coming up. I'm sure that there's, I mean,
1: you would want that hype factor, though, of it fucking dropping and not knowing whether or not it's going to be there. Like, I don't think that he would just be, Well, I mean, maybe. There's, there's a double-edged sword there. Like, you would you would hope that, as a gamer, you would hope that they would take the old-school tact of, like, just fucking dropping it in the middle of the thing and not and you not knowing for sure if it's going to be there. But from a business perspective, yeah, it probably makes sense for a game like Grand Theft Auto 6 to just say, like, the trailer's going to be at this conference. That way you, like, force people to tune in right? for your advertisers. And Rockstar
0: and has kind of no shit, need though. to lean on the Game Awards, though. So my right. guess is, is that they release... When is the game awards again? When did I say the game awards it's was? Seventh, right? December seventh? My guess is this. We get a trailer before the game awards, and then we get like a little splash screen that says tune into the game awards for a gameplay reveal.
1: So you're saying there might be a like
0: a teaser beforehand? December third, like, we get some sort of cinematic for GTA so, Six.
1: Do so you think you think they'll do like a like an abbreviated sort of Fallout Four thing, where they like announced it and then and then at E three a couple months or a month later they had this big half hour blowout or like something like that.
0: No, I don't even think it's gonna be that. I think I think what they're gonna do December third or some shit. They're gonna drop what they're teasing now. And it's gonna be some sort of song we all recognize. It's gonna it's gonna paint the setting for GTA six, and it's gonna be a cutscene of maybe one of the protagonists involved in something. And it's gonna be eh, maybe twenty-five, maybe twenty-five seconds, thirty seconds long. And then they're gonna say, Tune into the game awards for more. And then at the game awards, we get like that same thing. But like maybe one mission, that's like tailored, and we get gameplay.
1: Yeah i I don't know. I'm not sold on us getting gameplay this early because it's gonna be earliest late next year probably. So I would say that game like 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 proper deep dive gameplay is probably not gonna happen until like e like we say e three, but that's mainly like a time marker like, maybe Keely's summer, summer Showcase next year, or, like, PlayStation Showcase or something. Um, I'm sure that... Uh, dude, I, I guarantee what's probably going to happen is that they're going to give a little... Lo- it's going to be a trailer, so it's going to be mostly cinematic, maybe, like, a touch of gameplay at Keeley's thing in December. And then... Rockstar is going to be out there shopping Keely, shopping PlayStation, Microsoft, fucking Gamescom, all these places to be like, who's going to pay us the most to have our gameplay reveal at your showcase? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's going to be a bidding war for that because this game is going to be fucking enormous. And then we're going to get some kind of a mini blowout probably next summer.
0: Let me ask this. Do you agree we're going to get a song that we all recognize in this trailer? Oh, oh shit! And it, and whatever song they pick is going to paint the setting for the entire game somehow. It's so rock star. Like I think it's going to happen. What if it's like? What if it's like uh, a Nirvana song or something? And it's like set in like not the the, the early nineties. I mean, that would be. That would be cool or
1: like a I mean t- Nirvana you know would be something that everybody would recognize.
0: It's gotta be something huge that everyone would know um
1: what's you know you 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 could see
0: I can hear police sirens going like woo, woo. you know what I mean like I could see GTA six and it's like some sort of fucking crazy car chase scene. Like I could see something just wild like that, that just to get people stoked. It seems it, a little too action sports for me. Okay, um, but but
1: I do like your assessment that maybe they'll pick like some huge song from the '90s or something as like their or whatever era this takes place in as like their touchstone for the the trailer. Yeah, the reveal trailer. And I don't know. I mean, it could STP. easily be like some, I have to imagine it would be something like big, like some kind of big pop song or something like that. But maybe
0: like a Gaga song or something or like f- well, I don't, Justin I mean, Bieber.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, but you might be right. I mean, maybe they would pick something like Pearl Jam or fucking oh, yeah. some grunge song or uh, uh, down. Do,
0: do, 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 do,
1: <laughs> sure even like or even like i mean now granted this is this is pushing a little bit a little bit back into the 80s but you know think about like guns and roses or oh, metallica
0: Sweet um, on or something
1: yeah so like they could they could definitely do something like that or even like remember there was a big thing where a bunch of songs like A lot of songs got kept in for the remakes or the remasters of, like, Vice City and stuff. Yeah. But I think one of the notable exclusions was Beat It by Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. From Vice City. And, like, that would be kind of like a cool sort of nod to the gamers to be like, yeah, we brought this song back. Or it's like some fucking just, you know... Top ten all time yeah. Michael Jackson song like Thriller or something like that would be I don't I don't know I'm I'm just Theft- obviously we're just throwing shit at dude the Well Grand but. Theft
0: Auto has always been a game based in different eras right You had like San Andreas was like you know the Compton the the whole that whole era is what I got you know like the early Early gangster rap stuff was the vibe of that game. Uh, Vice City was like Miami Vice 80s. The latest Grand Theft Auto, I don't even know. What was that, early 2000s maybe? You know? Vice City? No, the latest one, GTA Five. What era GTA was that? F- that was, Current, I think that was just of. modern. Like yeah. modern day so 2013 whatever that means so they got to pick like an era for this do they go present day again or do they dial back to uh a time period that they've already touched what do they do i don't know man i don't think they've really touched the 90s but not 80 80s would was the funnest i think you know they had the most i thought fun. vice my vice
1: city was my favorite yeah, me too. So, I, but I just, I love the aesthetic. I love everything about it. And I think they, there's word that this game might actually be taking place in Vice City. Oh, wow. So, they could do... Dude, they could harness ray tracing like and an all 80, that shit. Like 80s, 90s throwback, or even like a 70s. Imagine like some fucking coke-fueled 70s. Disco like, fucking boogie night shit. Like, that would be kind of cool too. But I imagine they're going to want a harness Bee-G's. for like... For like the for like the sake of the multiplayer and everything, I imagine they're gonna wanna harness the modern day. you know what i mean like i i I just feel like it's more marketable like there's there's a reason why Red Dead didn't sell as well as Grand Theft
0: Auto, well, and, and it's, it's because, a little redundant to have to stop at pay phones, right you gotta have cell phones. <laughs> So you yeah. gotta, you gotta have, you have like a
1: bag phone in your car to like in the oh, '90s Jesus. to fucking call someone.
0: <laughs> it's got like the big antenna you gotta pull out. I'd like, I, I'd like to see like Beastie Boys Sab Beastie Boys Sabotage could be the song. That would be a good one. That would be fantastic. That sounds GTA Six to me. Beastie Boys Sabotage. That would be perfect.
1: I mean, there's a there's a, a number of Beastie Boys songs they could use.
0: Yeah, Fight for the Right to Party, No Sleep to Brooklyn, could be so good.
1: Anyways. Although, you, would think, you would think that a Beastie Boys song would be reserved for if it was taking place
0: in New York. Dude, you would think they would have one in one by now. There's not, I don't yeah. think there is a Beastie Boys track in any of, Grand Theft Auto game. That is kind of interesting. I don't know. What do they have against the B-Boys, dude? They're so good. All right, yeah. next news point. Write in. Let us know what you think. What era is the GTA 6 going to be set in? What is the first song you hear in this trailer? What 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 era is it going to be in? Watch it be like a Taylor Swift song or some shit. Um, I mean, whatever
1: hits, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I like Taylor Swift. So she's great at well, what she does. I'm not, I'm not ripping yeah. on her, but it's not what I want in Grand Theft Auto 7, 6. <laughs> Maybe 7. I'll be okay with it. it'll be
1: it'll be like something off of the new hot water music album
0: nah i wouldn't even want that it would be cool but i wouldn't want that
1: there's no fucking way people be like who is this band (laughs) i need a remedy (laughs) (laughs)
0: just like like, what the fuck is this (laughs) even though they're like huge in my world but yeah very good all right so next news point is uh geez i don't even know where i was um uh, Phil Spencer, point. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil Spencer was talking about Xbox and how Microsoft and Xbox need to consider Nintendo and PS PlayStation users part of their Xbox community. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. If you no. want, dude. I, you really have
1: to imagine they're angling for some sort of like, like service future where they games can pass
0: on PSN, dude.
1: Like, imagine imagine if Xbox – like, imagine if this is, like, what he's kind of driving at here is, like, uh, if you log in to Game Pass on your television or your smartphone or whatever the fuck and you enter your PSN profile mm-hmm. – It'll, like, automatically update all of your achievements to match all the trophies you've got and all this kind of stuff. Like, and there's there's a little bit more seamlessness between the two in that way. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah. convince a lot of PlayStation gamers to come over. I don't know. Um, but I think Xbox really wants to get Game Pass on PlayStation and stuff. So I think that's part of what they're really angling towards is just having Game Pass everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think they are. I think they are for sure. Dude, I uh, this is a digression, digression and we're going to get to new games here in one second, but we're almost done with the podcast, but I, I have this clip from our show. You guys got to remember, like Troy Troy plays in a band. He's been in bands with me for, forever, and he's so reserved and chill, but he's a fucking wild man on stage. It's so weird. Um, I mean, maybe people feel the same way about me. I'm not as crazy as him. So I'm stuck in front of the mic the whole time but i posted this uh this little uh boomerang thing of us at our release show and troy is going off the rails and you would think we were in a metal band or something like he gets like three super Jake i'm going to text this to you cuz it's like one of the funniest things and then i want your reaction on the show because it's so ridiculous and i don't know if you've seen this just just watch just watch Troy. There's no sound. Just just watch Troy on this video I'm sending you right now. He does like two or three massive headbangs. And uh he takes his arm, and just throws it up in the air, like he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, and he gives another fucking headbang. It's the funniest clip. I sent it to Brandon. It's He's just out of control.
1: <laughs> he's just out he's out he's
0: uh isn't what that is hilarious? Issue when the flood plays. Yeah. He sits in a chair and he doesn't even move when he plays with the flood because he's got the lap steel, but then you put him on the stage with one by land and he's just a fucking wild man. It's like he got released from serving a 25 year sentence. Like he's just fucking ready. Man. He's a psycho. He is a psycho. There's something not right about him, but I sent it to Brandon because Brandon played signal home with us. And I was like, dude, I'm only sending this to you because I know you're going to, be in stitches watching Troy you know Troy Troy's my age he's like 41 42 might be 42 there's just no way a human should be able to move like that who doesn't do this all the time you know what I mean like he's just out of control Paul did a freaking did you see Paul's base throw like what
1: and, I I feel like I caught the end of it because people were remark. people were like uh I don't know. There was a, there was that group of people right up there up by the stage on his yeah. side. They were yeah. like cheering for him or whatever. So, so funny.
0: Yeah. He did a whole, he whipped the bass around like, like he was in fallout boy or something. Just whew, right around. I mean, he could have hit me in the face with that thing. That bass neck is like about seven feet long, but yeah. he totally went for it and, and it worked. I was like, wow, we were on fire. You know, it was, it was a cool show Yeah, that I got a text from Brandon. He was like, yo man, that, that video didn't, it said it expired, send it again. So I just sent it to him. So I can't wait for his response. There's nothing more enjoyable out of all my friends. I get the most pleasure out of making him laugh. Like I can make other people laugh. It's fun. But when brand we get Brandon laughing it's so enjoyable. I don't know if it's just because <laughs> his laugh is so genuine and he's just like he can't he can't stop. And uh yeah, he's got like Dude, I his think funny- literally
1: I think literally the last time I saw him mm-hmm. was at your
0: wedding. Oh my gosh. It's been a while for me too. In fact, uh with such a digression, listeners, I apologize. One last thing. Uh One of My Land has another show in Meadville right around Thanksgiving time. And we're just doing like a regular set, which is awesome. You know, it's going to be really just, it's not going to be 15 songs, but it's November 25th. And it's at the, uh, the firehouse on the second, second floor there. And our, our friend Greg put that, put it on. And he, he's the guy who used to do all of the shows in Meadville when we were kids growing up, Greg's doing a anniversary show on November 25th. Thanksgiving. It's going to be a busy night. Um, and, uh, he really wanted Signal Home to reunite to play one song and we were all on board but Brandon was busy we were going to do we were going to play Fragile Const- like the first song Fragile Constitution we're going to play it and Brandon was like I can't I already got plans I'm like god damn it Brandon like just fucking make it happen it would be so fun Um but it's just not show up for much. five minutes play this fucking song yeah it would be so <laughs> awesome to have on video you know what I mean it would be so good but I'm pretty sure he put his drum kit away. He may have even sold it. Uh, I don't think he had well, this Paul,
1: Didn't Paul buy that red one from him? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I think he ended up with another one, or maybe he just didn't. But, I mean, like, Brandon's so good on drums, he could just do it. He, he's probably a little out of shape and out of practice because he told me he has has not been <laughs> drumming or anything like that. Uh, you know, he was a little older than me, so he's probably like 44, which really isn't that old when you think about it. But, yeah. Old enough, if you haven't been doing it for a while, it's a full-body workout. But, man, I would have I would have loved to have that come together, but it's so fun. What a surprise that would have been for some people who knew. Sure. You know, that would have been fucking dope. But can't make it happen, of course. Uh, that's why we can't have nice things.
1: Brandon has to <laughs>
0: spend Thanksgiving with family somewhere in a faraway land. Anyways, new games, guys. Uh, that was quite the digression. It wasn't really that long. It was less than five minutes. I'm looking at my time stamps here. Um. News, new games, November 14th, Astral Ascent, Co- Corral Island, Karma Zoo, Super Crazy Rhythm Castle, Turok 3, Shadow of Oblivion. Weird. Remember the Turok games? November 15th, Lily and Puzzle World, Teardown, The King of Fighters, 9, no, 8, Uh, it's 8, sorry, it's Roman numerals. 10? Thirteen. 13, correct. I I read the X as a 5. The King of Fighters 13 global match, The Last Faith. I'm so tired of Roman numerals. I know how to read them, but it breaks my brain for a hot minute. Especially when you have the IV. Uh, And anything after, like, I don't know, like 29 or something would be tricky too. Um, November 16th is Flashback 2. This game looks awesome. That's nice. That's coming out. Jagged Alliance 3. Johain the Parhelion Blaze in the Deep Blue. Is all one one game? November seventeenth, Bluey the video game, Christmas Massacre, Naruto X Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, Persona Five Tactica, The Walking Dead Destinies, which looks interesting but a little late to the party, mm. I think. And then Tiger Blade on PSVR two, Persona Five Tactic, oh Tactica, Jake, any of these? I'm Z's. stoked about
1: that. I don't know if I'm gonna. I mean, I'm going to probably download because it's on Game Pass, so I'll probably download it at least to check it out. But, you know, I like Persona 5, so I'm curious to see what this game is going to be like because it's a, it's a tactics game. So um, we'll see how sticky it is for me, but I'm definitely interested in seeing what it's all about. I'm sure Sarah will be thrilled. She you, you used to get so irritated when I would play Persona because it's like nine million hours long. and oh, the, Jesus. She just got so sick of the music. I mean, the music is good, but she got sick of it by the end.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that Flashback 2 game is going to be a silent uh, – it's going to creep silently up the charts if they did it right. I remember the first Flashback being really cool. If they did this right, it, it could really it could really take some people by surprise. Yeah. So I got my eye on that one. The, I just said The Walking Dead Destiny is a little, a little late to the party because they it, – it's like a lot of the TV series decisions – and it's like, a, what would have been had this happened, had that happened? But it's like, dude, like a lot of people quit watching that shit. So like, I don't know if there's much interest in that anymore, but there might be some diehard fans that are stoked on that. But it just seems like it's a little, little late. If that would have come out like five years ago, oh my God, it would have been fucking huge.
1: So, Is that the weird one that we were talking about the other, like, couple of yeah. weeks ago that we didn't know what the hell it even was?
0: Yeah, there's a trailer for it now that shows you. Yeah, okay. There are just, like, some deciding points in the game. Like, or, or the, the, it, it's, like,
1: not really a game.
0: It runs, like, I mean, parallel with, like, the TV series. And then it's, like, oh, instead of huge spoiler, guys, mute you you're one of the first episodes, uh, first seasons or whatever. But, like, when Shane gets taken down, right? It's, like... Uh, what would have happened if Shane was the one that lived? And then, like, it changes the history of The Walking Dead, right? And then all Mm. the decisions afterwards involve different characters. And it's like, okay. Like, I guess if I fucking give a shit, it would be cool. (laughs) But again, it's not even how it it was intended to be written. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. It's like the Marvel, like, what if... Like, what if so-and-so happened? Or what if this happened? It's like for all the people like, oh, yeah, but what if this would have happened? And then they turn it into an actual publication. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Alternate Hmm. reality shit. Uh, For me, it's kind of stupid. Some people probably love that shit. That's all I got, Jake. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close out for the day? This has been a nice, long podcast. I appreciate you sitting with me this evening uh, on a Monday night. We air... what I say? We air every Wednesday. If you're a patron yeah. support of the show, usually you get the show uh, on Mondays. The, the, this week is an exception. You're going to get a little bit later. But you will still get it before Wednesday. So you'll be getting this on Tuesday. Anything, Jake? You got anything to part the listeners with? Um...
1: Mm, no. I hope I get to play Alan Wake. I'm really curious. I want to get back to it. I wanna be I wanna get back into the it seems really spooky and uh it's um pretty fucking intense compared to the first one. So yeah. I'm yeah excited. Uh, I
0: will I will say, say can I say this real quick uh if you do play Alan Wake the sound design is fantastic. If you if you are not playing it with Sarah And she's just like not in, let her know it's going to be like a 24-hour, 23-hour adventure. She may not have the fortitude to want to sit there with you while you do all of that. But she may because she likes narrative. If she chooses not to, I will say this. I challenge you to plug your headphones into the controller and do it that way. Completely be enamored by this environment and be in this world. Putting headphones on is is a whole different level of immersion, I promise. And it's so intense. It's awesome. Yeah. And locational, like, you can hear, like, where the enemies are and it helps a lot. Hmm. That's all. It's my... my, uh, Even if... Yeah, even if she wants to sit and watch, obviously, and enjoy the story with you, which I'm all about, I think you guys should do that together. I'm a supporter of that. But I think... You need to, for your own sake, just run through like 15 minutes with headphones on and tell me it's not the best experience as far as the way to play that game. Because I made the transfer about 15 hours into headphones. And I was like, holy shit, this is the way to go. So good. I believe it. It's very atmospheric. It's so good. So good. All right, Jake. Well, good luck in Alan Wake 2 territory. I hope you come out alive. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I do – I know the whole thing. I'm still a little confused by the whole story, and I'm going to probably watch more of uh, the explanation. I, let me just say this too real quick because this has been – I'm going to change the title of the show. I had it titled The Grand Grand Theft Auto 6 is Incoming, but changing it to like Alan Wake 2, uh, m- spoiler-free discussions. I think it's been pretty spoiler-free. Um, dude, the um,
1: – Don't call it that because certain people won't want to listen to the episode. Just call it the Grand Theft Auto 6.
0: All right, fine. But we talked a lot about it. I I guess where I'm at with Alan Wake 2, dude, is just like, it's just, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. It was important, though. Oh, the story, I was going to compare it to Control again. Uh, Better than Control. Some people are saying Control is better. Alan Wake 2 is much better. So much better than Control. And uh, I'll also say that it's better than Alan Wake 1. So maybe not as good as Max Payne. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which is a hot take uh, Max Payne was revolutionary when that came out But I will say Alan Wake 2 Took all the necessary Leaps and, and risks And I think they all pay off I, I think they they Took it to the limit they knew that they could Without taking it too far that it ruined the experience They took you right to the edge And it's like, this is a beautiful game. This is a masterpiece. This is a masterclass in storytelling. And when you're done with it, you're just going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you're going to (laughs) have to just sit there and be like, I think I understand this shit. But uh, I still, coming out of Alan Wake 2, feel like I understand it way more than I knew what the fuck was happening in Control. Uh, They did it right. They did it right. I, I'm there not go. not gonna play Control Two. I think in my, I think in my takeaway, I said if they do a Control Two, I hope they don't. You know, if they're working on something else. I I redact that because I've seen what they can do as a studio. In Control Two, I just hope to God it's more refined, and I hope that they follow the dedication that they have with Alan Wake Two in the story. Uh, Control. Was just all over the fucking place I don't even think they knew what they were doing in control I really don't don't think they even know the story they were telling I really don't believe that they can possibly understand it They'll tell you they know what it's about And they'll try to fucking put together these lines And you'll see like five hour explanations of control by YouTubers And everyone pretends like they fucking get it But no one fucking gets it There's no (laughs) way (laughs) I'm telling you, you can't You can't get control. You might pick up pieces of it and think you know what it means. Alan Wake, I think if you dig just enough, Alan Wake 2 will make, it'll make sense. And it's like, wow, that's fucking rad. You know what I mean? Like, there's something rad about it. Control is just fucking, dude. It's It's like, here's a desert. Go find the grain of sand that I threw out there two years ago from an airplane. I put a black dot on it. Like... You know, go find it. It's out there. It exists. You know, sift through all that shit, and maybe you'll come out with the answer. Control is just so fucking buried, dude. It it doesn't make sense. Done. Rant done. Thanks for listening. To PS is awesome. Episode 302. Thanks, Jake, again for your time this Monday evening. We will catch up with you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Go at it. Why haven't you done this yet? Add our channel. And you also need to check out our Patreon, please. You, you you like our show. I know you're out there, and I know you're listening. And uh, go check it out. A dollar a month, baby. You can do it. All right. Anyways, that's it. Like Karma Zoo, Killer Frequency, and Knockout City. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.